Welcome to CamFM, and this is the Science of Fiction. Today we are joined by Helen Arney. Hello! And, uh, of course, as always, Will Thompson. You, well, you say as always, but although I was uh, absconding last week. Yeah, well... And this week I'm croakier than ever, but, you know. What, what did you do to get so croaky? Um, skiing and not sleeping very much, and, you know, the mingling of plagues. It, oh, plagues, rather than shouting your voice at the endless... Yeah, last year it was just me, just me going, woo, all the way down the hills all the I time. I assume it was you shouting, the plague, the plague. <laughs> or ring, and ringing your bell the whole way down. It's very exhausting. I'm not surprised. So, Helen, you are one third of the Festival of the Spoken Nerd. I am, or um, I am 50% by X chromosomes. Um, <laughs> there's plenty of ways of cutting this. I'm less than a third by mass as well. I mean, that's pretty rude. I'm not just one third. I am a lot of different ratios of that group of people. Many, you've thought about it a lot, haven't you? I'm at least uh, 75% of the hair as well, <laughs> uh, unless you count body hair, in which case I am more like 20%. So, uh, so yeah, you can cut as many ways, but yes, I am part of Festival of Spoken Nerd. The best part? Um, Today, the, yes. Uh, uh, I'm going to say yes because because uh, I'm here now and I'm feeling the pressure. You can say that. We're allowed to... I'm here, they're not. We're underground, we're safe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, well, we'll start off with our first track from you, and then we'll have a little chat about it. Why not? Well, that was Pac-Man Fever by 
Buchner and Garcia. I've no idea how to pronounce that. that <laughs> I was have to clarify that was only part of Pac-Man Fever because, to be honest, like the game, once you've played it for about two and a half minutes, you've pretty much got the idea of how it's going to go. So, you, you know, there are people who try to get like the perfect game. Oh, I d- absolutely. And the only reason it ends is because it crashes because the computer, oh. the arcade machine, can't cope the number anymore because it goes beyond the. Sort of so maximum register. Yeah, you, it's you, like it, the Y2K problem with Pac-Man. Yeah, yeah. And, reset. And, uh, well, and it, 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 the score counter starts like overwriting bits of the other game data, so the board just gets really corrupted. Oh, that sounds amazing! Uh, and it's called a like, kill screen. That's, so that's the per- the perfect game becomes the ultimate like the destruction of the and of the te- game itself. And technically, you can keep playing it, but you can't see what you're doing. Amazing. So if you've got it in like your muscle memory, you can keep you can keep going. And those ghosts aren't exactly the most clever ghosts, so technically you could do it. But of course, there's no way to verify with what's going on, really. Yeah. There's, there's a te- there's a version of Tetris which, um, when you, when you, when you clear a certain level, deliberately the pieces just become invisible. What? So, so you can see the piece as it falls, but the moment it hits the bottom, uh, you can't see it. It's invisible. So you have to remember what the layout was. Oh! And there are these videos of these people on the internet. Oh, 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 oh. There are many videos on the internet with like videos of people, people playing Tetris, and then this happens, and they just carry on as if nothing has changed. Just that's continue it. to just keep dropping the bricks because they know exactly where it's going. Are they the same people who are solving Rubik's cubes one-handed in their spare time as well? I suspect it's the same kind of like mental skill of like yeah, knowing yeah. the the algorithms of what needs to be done when. Right, exactly. Oh. That is a genuine skill. All right, that's it. I'm going on YouTube. You're going that's on it. YouTube. You, you work with a man who will solve a Rubik's Cube on stage live. Yeah, he does. Matt does that. It's his party trick uh, that he enjoys very much. But yeah, it's and he also, uh, we did a show, a festival spoken show called Game On, where we did uh, talk a lot about artificial intelligence and computer games and Pac-Man as well, and how the uh, artificial intelligence of Pac-Man is is not very good because they didn't have enough memory to, to, to make it really clever and it was so really basic and they didn't really have much of anything they really didn't have much of anything and the reason I wanted to play it was be- that song was um, because I saw a film uh, last week which I think you would both enjoy uh, called Wreck-It Ralph uh, which is yes it's a kids film uh, and uh, it's really fun um, and the reason uh, it, well, it's, it's a set with like, a guy who's in a guy he's a computer game character in an arcade game he has feelings um, too he totally has feelings oh my goodness that's the whole thing like he has feelings and he gets bullied by the other people in his game so he goes rogue and he breaks out of his game and he goes into another game uh, and there's another game that uh, he nearly dies in and ah there's another game he goes ah there's a, and um, the reason that instigates all of this is because he goes to the because uh, he's a bad guy in the game he goes to the kind of bad guys anonymous meeting <laughs> uh, which is hosted by uh, Clyde from Pac-Man <laughs> wait, wait, wait. hovering above the chair wait, which ghost is Clyde? <laughs> I think he's the orange one isn't he? Pro- is he not the orange one? I have no idea I just know one of them it adorns my keychain for my garage door Oh, we are so unknowledgeable about Pac-Man. We're going to get complaints. If anyone is listening to, hit the, to us who knows what colour Clyde is, can you just bang it straight off with the tweets, please. Or, or through the message window on the online player. Yeah. Or through studio at camfm. Something. Co.uk. Co.uk. My bet is it's the orange one. I'm pretty sure Clyde is the orange one, but I may Bin- be wrong. Binky is the red one. Yeah, you see, we know we have little yeah. bits of knowledge. And we can uh, piece this together. You said that AI, that, that the AI is really limited, but um, they actually—it's it's not completely trivial. Like one, one of them, like Blinky, um, he chases where Pac-Man is. Yeah. And then one of the other one, um, one of the other ones chases a function of where Pac-Man is, or where Pac-Man is, and where Blinky is trying to go to. Ah. So it's like you know, it, it's like a vector towards where. 
where Pac-Man is yeah. and then length according to where Blinky is trying to go. <gasps> and, and so it means that if when, when you're near them, depending on how those you, you and those two are arranged, their yeah. mo- movement seems more or less erratic. Yeah, it does. It seems so lifelike, but it follows those incredibly simple rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there is, there is some... It's so clever how the, that combination of rules... But there is one of them, and I think it's Clyde who basically runs away from you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you like, get anywhere near it, it just goes, whoa, this is not the life for me. I'm off. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm a good so guy, really. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's not really... I'm just a pink one, which is made out to be a girl. What? Yeah. Wow. Everyday sexism, live in action on Cam <laughs> FM. Wow, yeah. 97.2, you heard this here first. Wow, it is not a pink one. It is um, It is taupe. So, well, it would be taupe. if you were colourblind. If you were <laughs> colourblind, it could be green. I mean, seriously, it's, you know, it's pink is only a girl's colour if uh, if you're not colourblind. See, I, I've made huge amounts of effort not to buy just endless pink clothing for my daughters. Yeah. And that is quite difficult, actually. It really means hard. you don't go to the girl section. That's, 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 <laughs> that's, that's, that's the logic. Uh, and the other day, I took her to nursery, and I quite often just let her pick what she wants to wear, and she was yeah. pink from head to toe, yeah. including pink wellies, and I was just like, I failed. No, you haven't failed. I, I used to wear pink constantly as a child. I like Pink was absolutely my favourite colour, and I shared a room with my sister, and she wanted blue, and I wanted pink in the, on the walls. Uh, we ended up with blue ceiling and pink walls, so I won. Um, how, how did those two colours go together? They do not at all. I lived yeah. in a horrible room for many, many years. <laughs> you should have gone for um, purple. Yeah, if, uh, we just know, but that was compromise. Love? No, you don't compromise with your sister. Not when you're in competition with each other. Uh, but no, I love pink. Pink, I absolutely from my two sisters hated pink, but, you know, didn't do me any harm. Ah, I love yeah. pink. Love <laughs> I still loved Lego as well. To me, Le- uh, oh. pink Lego would have been uh, the ultimate dream. But, I but know you know they make it now. Yeah, they know they make yeah, it now. I would be in heaven. Yeah, I would also add it to my like yellow stuff and make dinosaurs. <laughs> Di- pink dinosaurs. Pink and yellow dinosaurs. You yeah, know you cool. can you can buy a Lego even if you're an adult, right? Yes, I might have done recently. <laughs> My Lego Star Wars collection is looking very good, thank you. <laughs> okay, I'm the old one out here. Actually, I haven't bought any of my Lego Star Wars. It's been bought for me by very supportive friends. Oh, that's how to do it. That's, that's how to do it. Yeah, good. let people know. Your, your, le- your, le- your Lego support group or your Star Wars support group? <laughs> well, <laughs> our bad guy Lego Pac-Man support group. Um, yeah, so uh, that was that fun. If you go and see Wreck-It Ralph, it's, it's super fun. And it's got loads of really nerdy in-jokes about, like people's code and stuff like that because all the cats have got code um, I just think you'd enjoy it so I've noticed that Will has added to the end of the show notes subverted in braid well yeah because so, so this this is the, the, the bad guy in, in a game complaining that um, you know everyone is really nasty to him yeah. because that's the point of all these games yeah. is, is that you have to mess everything up for the bad guys yeah absolutely um, but uh, maybe it's a little, little bit of a spoiler, but there's, there's this game, uh, Braid, uh-huh. uh, where which was in, in one of the humble bundles, and it's, it's the, the mechanics are all about time manipulation. Um, but it turns out that you thought you were the hero, but maybe you're not. Towards the end, because, <gasps> you know, you've been like going through messing everything up, and maybe that wasn't the right thing to do after all. You've been chasing the princess, oh, and maybe no. she doesn't want to be chased. Oh no, that sounds awesome. I need to. Okay. I need to find that. And you play haven't that played thing. Braid. No, no. Even without that spoiler, it's a great game. I am right. That's it. Bang. Everyone, right, you're out. Every, that's <laughs> it. I'll see you. I'm off. I'm. I'm looking uh, stuff up on YouTube with Tetris, and I'm playing Braid. That's what I'll be doing on the train home. <laughs> Just a pick and brush Finding fossils is my aim 
so I'm never in a rush Cause the treasures that I seek Are rare and ancient things Like the lost raptor's jaw Or Archaeopteryx's wings Now all the kills Who wanna see them Are lining up It's like pieces of a puzzle that I love to try and solve It's so fun to think about how a species has evolved And all the kids who want to see them can check them out That was I'm a paleontologist by They Might Be Giants. They, right. They. Which you said correctly. You're just saying, just off air, that you usually get their name wrong. I don't in know why. Way. I normally say There Might Be Giants. <laughs> there, no, might no, there Might Be Dragons on the map. There Be Giants. <laughs> um, that happens quite a lot with First of the Spoken Nerd, though. We got listed uh, in a um, a show we were doing at the Bloomsbury Theatre. We were doing a little spot in it. And we were called Friends of the Spoken Nerd, which Aww. was lovely. And that was nice. We didn't mind that. But then the next day we got emailed asking to do another charity gig for a different bunch of people, where they said, we saw you last night and we would really love to have Festival of the Broken Nerd. <laughs> well, I, was just, I was just about to say that they don't get to Broken. <laughs> that's exactly what happened. I was like, wow. I mean, I know it wasn't our best gig ever, but that's a little bit harsh. Uh, one day, I'm hoping we gig in Paris and someone gives us a review in an English language uh, newspaper that says, we did not enjoy this show. We thought it was Festival of the Spoken Med. Uh, that's what I'm hoping for one day. I mean, the whole show is a pun as it is, so let's go down that line come on yep, go free for all how, how is it looking for the international tour it's 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 looking uh, it, it's looking well we might go to Belfast there you go that's <laughs> as much as I can say international oh no we're going to Wales so there you go wow uh, and Wales yeah. is definitely international <laughs> don't send me hate mail absolutely no we're very excited we're very excited maybe going to Cardiff uh, or even I'm not joking we may be going to uh, Aberystwyth and nice. that is properly like that is nearly America Genuinely, it is a long way off. My mum went to university there, and I've been there uh, loads of times. Uh, and I love it. I love it. But it is genuinely like in the North Sea. 
<laughs> it's there. It's right properly. It's nearly. I mean, and yeah. not, not, not that, you know, the, the Atlantic's not very big. No, you can. So you, yeah, you can, you can see New York. Uh, New York from it pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I, I did get scared because the British Dance Festival was in Aberdeen this yes. year, and I was like, I gave us funny money again. Yeah. I've, I've, I've gone to the wrong place. <laughs> No, that's special money. It's magic money. I was born south of London. <laughs> yeah, we're not, for, we're not made well for this type of thing. That was Cambridge is north for you, right? Cambridge is north. I mean, well. I, get, I do get very annoyed when people say it's not the north. Go, no, I didn't say it's the north. I just said it's north. It's north. It's just- Geographically, there's n- your logic is flawless. I mean, everything is north of something, really. Uh, but wow. it's also south of everything. No, no, be careful because if you. I have a good friend in Glasgow. He says what really confuses him when he drives down from Glasgow is he drives south to get to the north. Yeah, that's really uh, funny. I'm a road sign say <laughs> <laughs> Turn back now. You are approaching the north. <laughs> that's, you know, I love the road signs in London that you're driving around a roundabout in Elephant and Castle or something, which is South London. And it says uh, to Watford and the north. Like the two, that's it. Watford and north is always in all caps, right? It's the north. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's genuinely like Eerby Dragons. They might as well say that. So, yeah, the north, Eerby Giants. It's, it's scary for us, some of us. Yeah, it's very. I, I get very, con- my, very the concerned. only relatives I had actually lived south of them where I was born because they were down in sort of the Devon and Cornwall area so even further yeah so, even, even further so I went south to go on holiday and then I went north yeah there's a whole new world up there there's well, a whole I, new I world. went there and they had funny money and it scared yeah. me and asked me to recover this and then you, <laughs> you came back as soon as possible <laughs> yeah <laughs> got away <laughs> Aberdeen uh, was a lot of fun I'm gonna I'm gonna say that. Aberdeen beautiful beautiful great city. great beer Hi. Really good beer. Yeah, yeah. Nice people. I can see why they want independence, to be honest. Yeah, I know, exactly. I'm going to keep hold of it. I mean, I wouldn't let us in again. We just trashed the place, seriously. It was bad times. So, paleontology. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's two reasons I chose this one. Uh, firstly, was because they dug up Richard III earlier this week, and I thought that was not quite paleontology, but uh, it, it was the same kind of techniques of, like, you know, digging up stuff and working out what the heck went on. It's old. It's old. Pretty reasonably old. It's not like you know, paleolithic, but it's pretty, pretty interesting. That was that whole thing. And also, uh, there was a Google Doodle on Wednesday for Mary Leakey's 100th would have been birthday. Uh, and uh, yeah, I started, uh, I went into a kind of uh, internet vortex looking her up and then looking up uh, her ex-husband and then looking up all of her really very interesting life uh, and I did go into a kind of Google vortex This is like I, when you go on Wikipedia and an hour later uh, you're still on Wikipedia. An hour later you're just like you're you're looking at something you didn't even think you wanted to look at before you started. That happened the geopolitics recently. of the uh, Pacific region no, and like exactly. okay, well, I, I, only, I was only looking for cat breeds Yeah, I started off with, with Mary Leakey and ended up uh, looking at like Charles Darwin's illustrations of finches and I'm like how did I, I mean... But that's, that's, that's quite, quite awesome. It's, yeah. What? How did? did uh, she was a she was a naturalist illustrator. She was an illustrator, which is how she met her husband. Uh, what's his name? Leaky. I can't remember. Um, who to was, the internet? To the internet. Who was a paleontologist? And she basically like tagged onto his. He left his wife for her, and all this kind of ooh, drama. Drama. Mm. Uh, and he illustrated her book, his book, and that's how they met. Naughty. Uh, and then they worked together on on sites. He was ill, um, so she would basically run all of the archaeological sites 
for him. So she was really one, the one that actually did the work and made the discoveries. And then they had a bit of a hoo-ha. A bit of everyday sexism. Yeah, a bit of everyday sexism. They had a bit of a hoo-ha because uh, he, was, he was not someone who believed, particularly agreed with the idea of monogamy uh, so, and various <laughs> other things. Uh, and also he, he came up with some stuff that was completely ludicrous and she said, this is rubbish. And that's really why they, they split up was not because he sort of would tempt maidens back to his tent or anything uh it was it was that he he uh verified something that was turned out to be a fake paleontological uh, thing yeah it was really it was he gave someone credence for their research that was actually just bollocks um i don't know if i can say it was it was yes i don't know if i can say that on air whoops too late beep um (laughs) we'll wait for the complaints to flood into the instant messenger um yeah so that was very and then so she went off on her own as well so they're they yeah they were a really bizarre team uh and she's celebrated by a lovely google doodle with her and some dalmatians and some like bits of like could you you play a game i do Uh, like the google doodles which waste my productivity it wasn't like dig the rich at the third game that would have been hilarious <laughs> why did they do that i found a bit of spine Woo! Uh, add it all together that'd be amazing well, everything uh, I, everything yeah. i know about the rich at the third thing i learned from um, listening to the news quiz while half, ast- half asleep like like what there, there was a car park yes and someone had a premonition that his bones might be there and, and someone wrote oh. a play in once where he said a horse a horse a kingdom for my horse yeah, which is, which is topical. Yeah, that's topical. Yeah, uh, and so they they it was a car park uh, of a Tesco that was selling horse meat burgers. So they assumed that no, no, that's <laughs> not right. Um, uh, yeah, there, there've been a rumor for ages that that's where the site of the Abbey where he was buried. Mm. Okay, so the car park was more recent. Yeah, the car park was not. You know, it's not a uh, Shakespearean car park. Um, it, my my car park, my car park, my kingdom, for is a car park. Well, uh, isn't there a movie where they? I can't this is going back to my GCSE English where basically they updated it to one of the world wars so he says that oh. a tank comes crashing through a wall oh bloody hell that sounds brilliant <laughs> oh. well, that's all I remember from that lesson of well they had to update it so we didn't change the lines my my tank my tank my kingdom for a tank <laughs> so that's, 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 that's the same technique that was used in the Leonardo DiCaprio uh, Romeo and Juliet where yeah. uh, there's, a, there's a line about draw, drawing your sword as someone draws a pistol with sword written along the barrel wow this was real attention to detail to make the line not be not be inaccurate that's hilarious I mean just change the line guys right. uh, <laughs> well, well I suppose they had, they had to capitalise the S yeah to make it uh, appropriate ah, so it would be like my kingdom for a magnum or whatever <laughs> yeah, like you yeah. know that would be, I draw my I draw my uh, AK-47. Yeah, I can see why the poetry of AK-47 would not be as, as elegant as just keeping the word sword. I can see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see why they did that. But So, so they dug up Richard III uh, from under a car park. Found he was a bit... Had a bit he of was, a spinal problem. Yeah, there's all this still... It's very interesting. There's still a lot of people who the, the, for, them, for whom the jury is out on whether the um, DNA that they got from his last living ancestor... I think they got two of his last living ancestors. Ma- maternal line or whatever so the, the dna the mitochondrial dna would still be the same uh there's still debate as to whether the percentage that it matches is enough to really prove it or whether that's just a, the percentage that you share with pretty much everyone so, so it's more <laughs> a case of it isn't definitely not richard the is, third's bones is definitely is definitely isn't not right which is yeah i mean there's a clear, high clear uh, as anything that's it's, it's pointing yeah. It's all pointing in the right direction. But I didn't realise the rich of the third society is like really big up on making him see he's not such a bad guy, really. He may have murdered a couple of little princes in a tower, but you yeah. know. Yeah, oh, well, I mean, apparently that's not true either. Because oh. uh, a lot he of He was framed. Is, he, apparently he was framed because he, he didn't really have anything to gain. Other people had more to gain. Unless you want to start this rumour that he was such a horrible man if he was going to 
he was going to do that anyway uh, just because he was horrible not because he had anything to gain and it's, there's a lot of rewritten history to do with it um, that because he was a Catholic not a a Protestant they had reasons to smear him and all that kind of stuff the after press it, were terrible yeah. even back then oh no absolutely if they'd had topless shots of him on a, on a beach in France they would have put him in the newspaper they would have yeah they would have done brutal times it was brutal times uh so yes we've had a bit of a paleontology slash archaeology week uh hence uh, they might be giants so that was quite a nice mix so going back to the whole wikipedia thing yeah. i um <clears throat> i had a revelation today i was trying to look something up and i ended up on the most in-depth discussion i've ever come across of discussing how a star trek phaser versus a star trek disruptor works Oh, that is fascinating. It went on for 16 pages of hardcore <gasps> science and quantum <sighs> mechanics. And I was going, I, I don't want to let them know that this is fictional because it's so... But is this not a great tool for learning, though? Like, isn't any good science communication, like, taking it out of context and playing with it in your own in your own sphere that you understand? But it, they lost me. It was... Oh. It was <laughs> All right, it not was, your sphere, Andy, but, like, a sphere. No, it, 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 it's incredible how excited these people get. I mean, it's nearly as good as I was in the pub the other night and someone literally said to me, you know what annoyed me about the Star Trek movie? It's the Star Trek Constitution says that no person can become a captain before 30. And in the new movie, Kirk was clearly under 30. And I was sitting going... But you see, but you see wow. the good thing about constitutions is you can amend them. So they should yeah. have had a 15-minute really boring scene. Yeah. Where yeah. There, you know, people were voting on this, you know, and this amendment, and then there'll be lots of people complaining that you, know, you can't redefine the meaning of captain because captain yeah. has, been, has, been, has one definition for millennia. Yeah, but so is marriage. So, Absolutely. you know, we're... Yeah, I mean... It's, it's, because they were divorcing like crazy during the bi- biblical years. Yeah, they were. Yeah. It's, oh, we're we're not getting onto that topic because that is too big for us, and it is they're just as so many ludicrous arguments that it's just not even it's not even funny anymore. Let's yeah. get on with it, people. Everyone will literally have forgotten about it next year. Everyone will be like, oh. Yeah, no, no, completely forgotten what all the fuss was about. No I, think, idea. I don't really want to get married no anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that's yeah. you know, I mean, just I get on with it, people. Good, well, flipping. <laughs> Good luck. Well done. Um, Get uh, on with it. Motto for life. Get on with it, people. Get on with it, people. Seriously. Find something more useful to worry about. Like whether Richard III is under a car park. I mean, that's obviously should be taking (laughs) up more of our time. (laughs) Where this all led me is this this question. Have more people read the Starfleet Charter than the UN Charter? Oh, wow. Almost certainly. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we do a, like a Fermi calculation to find out? Can we can we have a, a look at how many fans there are on the websites versus how many employees there are of the UN? Who yeah. I assume not all of them have actually read the charter. Well, it's, it's, I'm guessing it's quite long. It's probably pretty long. It's I mean, pretty dry. When I worked for the BBC, they gave us the handbook, and I did not read it. Did you have so, to see the yeah. BBC training videos? Oh yeah, the one with um, Anthea Turner. Turner getting her hair blown off. Yeah, it was <laughs> terrible. Oh, right, I'm, I'm have you to, missed like, out on this. The BBC just for oh this no, yeah, do no. Go on a health and say, oh, it's terrible. Oh, it's a real lesson to us all. Yeah. Health and say preparation, safe words. You need all of that. Yeah, don't don't yeah. sit on explosives. <laughs> don't sit on expo. Don't sit on an explosive truck. That. I mean, it seemed it seemed such a simple. In retrospect, you can say those things, but at the time, you know, that's that's what you've got health and safety for. It's quite important. I think it was Albert Einstein who first said that he would come to my party. Then Michael Faraday said that he'd be there too. C.P. Snow at once assented. Lovelock said he would see what he could do. Newton said he was 
definitely coming. Hubble's never yet turned a party down. J.P. Jewell was becoming excited. Marie Curie went and bought a new gown. Mendeleev and Mendel, Edison and Tesla, Lavoisier, Cassini and Blaise Pascal, Pythagoras and Foucault, Dawkins, Doppler, Euclid, Darwin and Werner von Braun all said they were going to come to my party. Which was very kind of them. Copernicus said he really liked to have a boogie. Watson and Crick affirmed en masse. Ptolemy declared all the plans groovy. Galileo said he couldn't, because he had a touch of gas. Mandelbrot and Fermat, Fermi, Hawking, Hippocrates, Bacon, Harvey and Laplace. Cavendish and Kepler, Babbage and Turing, Fibonacci, Ampere and Van der Graaff all said they were delighted to be invited to my party, and they'd come as well, which was very kind of them. Had RSVPs as well from Richard Feynman, Kelvin, Volta, Archimedes and Nobel. Only Heisenberg was caught prevaricating. He claimed to be uncertain on principle. About a week later, the evening arrived. Ben Franklin showed up first, slightly damp from the rain. Then Pavlov walked in with a mutilated dog. But he'd also brought dessert, so he didn't complain. Then the flat filled up with the great and the good, and a shout and a shove made the start of a fight. Freud was the first to find himself ejected when Karl Popper pointed out he was talking utter shite. Then Max Planck left. He'd said he'd only stay a little while. And then Neil Bohr started, well, to do just that. And right then, it's sure that the party started slipping until Schrodinger arrived with Schrodinger's yak. And then the party perked up and we all took turns to dance with Marie Curie and to open up his box and be an observer of quantum state on an animal not unrelated to an ox. It was all quite nice because you'd open up the lid and the yak from inside would give a little wave. Schrodinger, meanwhile, was getting quite sloshed on Aristotle's Uzo, which we all thought brave. Time drew on, and the evening grew late, and nothing else happened that needs to be said. Some of them went home, and some of them collapsed, and several I shan't name all ended up in bed. Mendeleev and Mendel, Edison and Tesla, Lavoisier Cassini, Blaise Pascal, Pythagoras and Foucault, Dawkins, Doppler, Euclid, Darwin, Werner von Braun, Mandelbrot, Fermat, Fermi, Hawking, Hippocrates, Bacon, Harvey and Laplace, Cavendish and Kepler, Babbage and Turing, Fibonacci, Ampere, Van der Graaff, Leibniz, Cooper, Carver, Bellamy, Superman and Chandrasekhar, Patrick Moore, Dyson, Rutherford, Angstrom, Fleming, Buckminster Fuller, Louis Pasteur, Montgolfier, Maxwell, Herschel, Marconi, Logibed, Boo Boo, Stephen J. Gould, Fraunhofer, Descartes, Hook and Avogadro, Vorderman, Professor Zarkov and Johnny Ball all sent me really nice thank you letters to say what a lovely party it had been, but why, oh, why, oh, why, Ashley, does this poem not have a punchline? So that was A.F. Harold. That was Helen's choice. Yes, it was. Um, A.F. Harold uh, is a loved friend of mine. Uh, he is a poet and he writes excellent poems and that was one of them. I know it, it was from an album which mentions cats. Yeah, cats recall. are better than fish. Which I agree with. Yeah. Right. That's a... Uh, yeah. That's it, unless, or is it fish are better than cats? Hang on. It, no, it's oh. definitely cats are better than fish because I... Otherwise um, you wouldn't... You, you, I mean, you wouldn't go. I've used pictures of his cats in one of my show. He has a cat called Douglas, uh, which he co-owns with uh, Izzy Lawrence, who we know, the comedian yep. Izzy Lawrence. Uh, they are Douglas's parents in a in a sort of cross-species kind of way, in that cat owners are. Uh, and yeah, I, I used pictures of Douglas in a box in my show, Helenani Voice of an Angle, when I had lots of pictures of uh, cats in boxes to illustrate a certain idea in quantum mechanics. I mean, which one would that be? The There's exclusion so principle. So. That, that was not the no. principle I expected you to no. be <laughs> illustrating with cats in boxes. Yeah, 
Yeah. Is he, is he named Douglas after Adams? Oh, I don't know. Maybe you should get him on the show and ask him. Good idea. Yes. Oh, you could get like have a is he AF uh, double bill? That would be oh. Or even Ooh. also also with the cat. Yeah, get the cat along as like well. One segment each. Well, we yeah. have to have a cat. They won't do anything about the cat. As we all know, cat owners are just controlled by cats. Yeah, and and so they should be because um, I'm secretly in the pay of the uh, cat liberation front uh, here, and eventually cats will take over the world. You heard it here first. I will now flash my memory pen at you, and you will not remember anything I've said for the last few minutes. <laughs> Um, but but yes. Do memory pens work over radio? Uh, oh, damn. There is a <laughs> problem with my plan. Oh, no. Uh, so if you liked that program, then go and find some more stuff of A.F. Harris. He has it all for, like, no money on his bank up site. And uh, he's a delightful man. Oh, he's written some wonderful kids' books as well. Um, there's one about Fizzlebutt Stump, who goes to the library. Uh, and it's an awesome kids' book for nerdy kids. I want nerdy kids just so I can give it to them. <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone got any nerdy kids? Because I uh, I will just borrow them for a weekend and and read them the physical stump book. Mine is still impressionable. Really? Yeah. I should do. I should have brought the book. Yeah. Uh, he runs away from the circus and joins the library. Isn't that a brilliant <laughs> idea? <laughs> once, once again, subverting the. Uh... It's beautiful. It's an absolutely brilliant book. My daughter's uh, very proud of a library card. Ah, oh, she would love this. Right, I am sending you a copy of this book. No Brilliant. fear. Uh, and yeah, you will enjoy it very much. Oh, and it involves lions with rubber teeth and everything. Really good. So they get eaten by the lions, but they don't. They get sort of just like slobbered on and chewed a bit. Masticated yeah. by these um, <laughs> exactly. like, rubber lions. Wow, I thought we weren't going to do any more swear words. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow, whoops. Uh, yeah, we'll keep control of that. Um, yes, so uh, the, he likes cats um, and not fish. That's, that's what that's about. Um, as, as you should. Uh, and as do Google AIs, right? Do they... Is, is that is that why we get so many lolcats when well, people... There, there was this there was this um, this Google experiment. Well, there, there some people at Google working on a thing to recognise faces. Because, you know, face, face well, recognition it was that. It was to simulate the brain. Ooh. Yeah, like the brain, the brain's recognition systems. Yeah. yeah. And then for fun, they fed it a bajillion pictures of cats. Yeah. And it correctly figured out and then it, it got to generate what its idea of a cat face was Whoa. or like what the like overarching theme in these pictures were and it generates a picture of a cat wow. so it knows what cats look like yeah. just 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 from looking at i think they just took a bunch of frames of videos from youtube wow. and started to find similarities it wasn't even a cat corpus but youtube is basically a cat corpus so so That's yeah it, it, it managed to work out with a 74.8 percent accuracy whether it was a cat or not it was looking at that's really amazing. Only slightly lower than the accuracy with human faces. That's incredible. So basically, Skynet is alive and it's making lolcats. Yes. That's pretty much what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> Our future is just cats. That is brilliant. Well, AF Harold's going to be safe. He's fine. <laughs> it's us that are going to be dead. <laughs> Unless we are cats. Um, but yeah, you were, you were founding some stuff about lolcats. Andy, as well. Yes, so there was um, this nature video where they tried to explain a, the, a recent paper called Different Neurons from Stroking and Pinching. And they Ooh. had lolcats in it to explain yes. the principle. Um, yeah, I was reading about this. So I was sent this. Uh, it only came out last week. It's on the nature video page. So yeah. if you go to, like, video nature videos. If you Google YouTube. nature and lolcats. Oh. Yeah, wow. Well, oh, you will be waiting. On about page 18, you will find this video. <laughs> or we can put the link to the video on the show notes on scientific.co.uk. Ah, there wow. you are. This is Technology. The, totally linked up. This is really getting really meta. Um, yeah, it's a really fun video because they genuinely did some um, some tests 
on uh, on what was it to, to on to see if people liked being stroked or not, and basically they well, do. It, it was to see if it. <laughs> It was to see if there was two different types of neuron. So they got mice and they genetically modified them. So if the stroking, if one type of neuron came on, it lit up. And if another type, it wouldn't light up. So they then tried stroking them. And if they got glowing mice, it's not exactly yeah. how it worked, a bit more high tech, then they knew be, they noticed that was a stroking thing. And if they noticed they stabbed them and they complained, that yeah. was a. They didn't and then, like it. And then what they did, they had like a stuff that was basically a drug which would turn on those neurons automatically. And they switched them back and forth between rooms. One they got saline, one they got this drug stroky drug, drug. Mm. and then they opened up the bit between the rooms and they started to see where they like to stay and they like to stay in the strokey drug room <gasps> so cats actually do like being stroked well, yeah this was, done, this was done on mice it was, oh. oh yeah it was done on mice rather yeah. than cats oh. so cats like stroking mice no that's well, not the right conclusion we, well the we have to. We have to wait and see if we're allowed to experiment on my, on cats. We're allowed to experiment on mice. Oh, are they, are they are they outside? Are they in in the set of animals who are deemed too smart to experiment on? Well, no, I just think they're expensive. Mm, they're really expensive oh, as well. Yeah, like, high maintenance as well. Yeah, you can grow like, a mouse quite quickly. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty cats high pretty turnover. Pretty needy. Yeah, high maintenance. Yeah, don't have them. probably big enough litters or something as well. Yeah, it's a lot of effort in a cat. Yeah. Somewhere you know, but that's why people and, love them. And not that's much meat on them. No. So. What, what use are they? Yeah, exactly. Oh, horse, grain, <laughs> cat, no, no. <laughs> so, uh, so Next yeah, they week, do it. Like, pasties, <laughs> cat meat. <laughs> they're just going down the food chain gradually. You know, we're gonna have like m- mice, mice rolls really soon. I was quite on BBC News Twenty Four. They had someone uh, talking about insect protein as an option, but they kept going on about how it was organic. If I'm eating insects, I'm not going to be worried about whether it's organically farmed or not. But as long as they're locally what? sourced insects, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. As long as they they're like you know your local Cambridge locusts or whatever, because <laughs> there are so many of them. That's amazing. I love I love that. That's that's genuinely as if organic uh, is just it an organism like that. How can they say they're organic? How can they could? I don't. Tr- I- Organic is... Oh, how, I mean, how are you going to give an insect antibiotics? Yeah, exactly. How, how can you... The, As a chemist, organic needs to be made of petrol anyway, so I'm ah. still confused. Ah, well, they've been feeding ants petrol, and what? then they turn them into burgers. That See, is I, I, absolutely horrible. I think all organic foods are made from petrol. Organic ducks, fed on petrol. Fed on, everything's fed on petrol. But that's what makes them roast so beautifully. <laughs> that's why all the duck fat is so delicious. All those hydrocarbons, num, 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 num. <laughs> That's what's good about it. Oh, I want some peeking duck now. Um, <laughs> You're <only> desperately. <laughs> so yeah, they have experimented on these mice to find out whether they whether they prefer the room where they get the drug that makes them think they've been stroked, or whether they prefer the room where they uh, they didn't get the drug well, that got, makes them think they've been stroked. Yeah. So I would I would not recommend taking any mice to Ministry of Sound in London <laughs> because they've got a choice of rooms in there and they've got those drugs freely available. They there's too, too much is too much for those mice. They don't don't take them clubbing. Too much stroking for them. Too much stroking. Also, you know, it's very hard to get terrible. the earplugs to stay in. Yeah. Oh, and a little tiny mouth, and they've got such sensitive big ears as well. Yeah. Gaffer, just gaffer around their heads. Uh, and just Secu- make sure they don't securing a great hat in the process. Yes. So it's just part of it's, it's just part of the outfit. Oh, and if you'd got like day glow gaffer or something like that, it would be like they'd been buying their stuff from Cyber Dogs. You can get like Cyber Dog gaffer tape, and then they could like maybe do stripes around the arms, like kind of wristbands. Does um, Cyber Dog gaffer tape yeah. cost twice the price of normal gaffer tape? Oh yeah, well, certainly yeah. 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 Does it have LEDs in it? Uh, p- 
Possibly. You can yeah. probably, you can, if you want it, if you, I'm sure they could if you, that you wanted to. Cyber Dog is a great, great shop <laughs> to buy from. <laughs> Genuinely maybe, ludicrous. Maybe one yeah. day they'll turn into a, actually into a robot pet shop. They can, they can have a, a oh. they can make a pivot their business plan. That's yes. nice. Yes. Yeah. It's for Sony robotic dog yeah yeah, yeah. which costs like a million pounds yeah Aibo, really Aibo. Aibo I borrowed an Aibo for a photo shoot uh, and uh, I was lent it by a friend who happened to have one in an uh, in a robot archive that they looked looked after and they uh, fished out and didn't tell anyone they were lending it to me um, and we looked up on the internet how much it was worth at the time and there was one on sale for £3,000 and we were like wow this might not be going back in the robot archive <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, when we get it, it's pretty sad. Someone else made it. the robotic dinosaur, though. Oh, the really? Flexer or something like that. Oh, it's yay. just so much better because it's a dinosaur. Yeah, although, you know, there's Hoover ones that actually have the function of hoovering your flat oh, as well. Like I find that Roomba, they're oh, other brands are very cute. Other brands are available, yeah. Are available. The, the, the Dyson Vortex or something, whatever. I don't know, I'm making these up. If Dyson doesn't make one, they should do. Uh, yeah, they're quite cute, and I think, you know, they're cute and useful. But they might eat someone. Yeah. Yeah, but they're still you're, giving, you're giving it a hoovering mouth. That's oh, just no. dangerous. Those strokey cats with the strokey mice will be like, come and stroke me, come and stroke me. <laughs> Gone. <laughs> you do an amazing suck. <laughs> it's my hoover impression. Really good at it. You've really skills. You've really skills. Cats love to ride on these things. Oh, yeah. Okay, now we're back on the other. This is why uh, Google thinks that 74% of the universe is cats. Because of all the videos of the cats on the Rimbids. Yeah. yeah. I think it's true. We've gone full circle. I think we've pretty much solved the universe now. Yep. Next track. When I grow up, I will be tall enough to reach the branches that I need to reach to climb the trees you get to climb when you're grown up. And when I grow up, I will be smart enough to answer all the questions that you need to know the answers to before you're grown up. And when I grow up, I will eat sweets every day. On the way to work and I will go to bed late every night. And I will wake up when the sun Until my eyes go square And I won't care Cause I'll be all grown up When I grow up 
so that was When I Grow Up from Matilda by Tim Minchin yay and other people as well like, other people wrote some of the words and stuff like that and the whole production yeah. that, that <laughs> was mostly him and it wasn't him it was him singing right that was to, yeah he's, uh, he's had the operation and uh, that's why <laughs> Since and that's why they have to auto tune him on the DVD yeah. of uh, Jesus Christ Superstar, which he, which, which he was really mad about. For yeah, like, I, guess, I guess for obvious reasons. Yeah, like, it's really insulting. Yeah, it's really that's uh, uh, genuinely upsetting because in his in that case, auto tuning was to get a certain type of sound, not necessarily to to tune Ooh. it because that's a, because that's a, because it, I it's it's so difficult when you're doing a, a part like that that is part acting and part singing how you sing it is so important and the tone the tones in your voice and even when things are a little bit off it's part of how you well, also do it isn't it down I kind of feel that's a personal thing if, if the yeah. actor wants you to do it fair enough but yeah. if you actually took it against it no yeah they just didn't go they just didn't they didn't ask they just uh, because it, a lot of the time getting that auto-tuned sound is is a is a artistic choice rather than a you can't sing choice uh, because they want it to be flat bang on flat and not have any expression in it um, I've used Autitude in one thing that I did for a Spoken Nerd podcast because I wanted that specific uh, Stephen Hawking-esque <laughs> sound uh, in, in it but but I would never ever use it because it, unless you wanted to use the effects of it but it sounds horrible as well yeah. like some things are massively over auto-tuned yeah I, but it is an artistic choice so you know you listen to dance music and you're like you want it to be auto-tuned because you want it to like hammer straight into your brain yeah everything has to be really out. crisp and yeah really no yeah, yeah, yeah just just bang uh, uh, and it's not about emotion it's about just power just getting it inside your brain well, uh, by the way so we'll just get back to finding how many members of a staff fleet oh, I've been looking at this and it's been kind of difficult like finding the number of members mem- like UN people seems relatively easy there seem to be 214,000 people who are staff of the UN one way oh, or well, another yeah, so we can say that about 10% of them have read the uh, charter you reckon that Maybe? seems like a, a reasonable approximation yeah yeah I think it's pretty uh, <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, if there are any UN employees listening who have better ideas, yeah, want no, we to let us know. We crowdsource this. Yeah, but but, but funny out how many members there are of various um, Star Trek fan clubs. This has been much more difficult. Yeah. Uh, we've discovered uh, the Tre- Trek Federation, and um, also th- there was st- there was a Starfleet magazine of some form. Ah, oh, yes, Starfleet, the International Star Trek Fan Association, um, which. A very very forthcoming with the prices of membership of family uh, memberships, but less forthcoming with the number so of members. I think yes. you can go on something here. You pay to be a member of a Starfleet International membership club, yeah. where you generally get paid to become an employee of the UN. So, which of those groups of people is more likely to have read the charter? I think you know. Would yeah. you, if you're paying the money to be part of it, you get, you're in for a penny, you're in for a pound. You get your framed copy, you read it. I mean, yeah. just yeah, of course, that's part of it. If you have to work for the UN, you're probably supposed to read it. But I'm just going. I'm just extrapolating. That 10 percent is extrapolating from uh, the uh, the amount of the BBC handbook that I read. So maybe uh, actually, oh, it's, it's not a 10 percent of UN yeah. employees. It's they've all read at least 10 percent of it. Some more, some mm. less. You know, if it's a big old thing, you can probably get the synopsis from the first couple of paragraphs. Really. So we're we getting any sort of numbers on. I mean, if anyone's got any ideas, I mean, this is important stuff. Yeah, we this is not. really the. I mean, uh, the actually, lo- there are loads of Star Trek fan clubs. I've just realised. There's, you know, that there are. There's Oztrek, the uh, Australian club. So there's, there's far more than there are uh, UN. There's only one UN. UN. Come on, there's only one UN. 
So this is, I think we're seriously like underestimating the number of people who've read the Star Trek Constitution, the Star Trek Charter. And the power that the Star Trek fans have. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe we should have them set the world to ride. Maybe. I mean, maybe you, the saw, <laughs> you saw Jean-Luc Picard. Yeah. He, if anyone can control a peacekeeping co- force, it's that man. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or perhaps Ian McKellen. Ooh, possibly. But mm. I think, well, yeah. I guess mm. it depends to what extent it can re- be resolved by shouting, you shall not pass. Yeah, that. although he d- he does go yeah. a bit bad next man, you know if he's switching to a Magneto phase. Oh, it's an issue. Yeah, but you know all about that, Andy, because you've been on those forums. <laughs> 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 you, you're the world expert now, according to us in the room. On the, yes. If this room is the world, if uh, if an uh, apocalypse has happened, which it might have done, because we are in a basement and we have absolutely no contact with the outside world, it could have happened. And Andy, you are the world authority on Star Trek and uh, well as you've googled uh, the UN you are now the world authority on the UN that's true uh, yeah true I'm, that's actually, I'm, I'm actually the world authority outside this room as well yeah, yeah that's it that's it no one no one knows more about it than you no uh, one and I haven't read the UN Charter. no one yeah so I think we, we're, I think we're coming to a conclusion here yeah. is that if you want to get on in life choose the Star Trek Charter over the UN Charter that's how we do it that's how we're rolling Still so dark because it's still so early And the chipper little girly at the front desk doesn't mind at all These phony living rooms and fake plants are killing me This bad coffee's filling me with evil parts, joy and rage Put my makeup on and crack in half I choke back a laugh Find the camera with the red light Good morning, Tucson The lights come on and so I smile wide and say Good morning Throw the rest away When I was coming up I got the donuts Which means I got the donuts That I wanted There was no young punk To steal my jelly glazed And I'm still sort of amazed That you can be born in the 90s When I don't like what they talk about I take the earpiece out They just cue me through the window The lights come on and so I smile wide and say Good morning Tucson I throw to you before I throw the rest away While they do the weather I pretend I'm writing something But I'm really far away, really far away I keep my smile warm in case they turn the camera on Cause now I have something to say, I have something to say So that was Good Morning Tucson by Jonathan Coulton. Sorry, I was just singing along there quietly and it seemed to disappear and I was making stupid noises with my mouth. I do apologise if anyone heard that. <laughs> uh, I was practising my Hoover impression. <laughs> Is that an instrument yeah. on your upcoming album? Uh, it, it could be. I'm, uh, I'm genuinely thinking of expanding out into new instruments uh, and stuff. I have to do a cover for the Free Fringe uh, fundraising album next year. I'm going to Edinburgh on the Free Fringe. I'm involved in the Free Fringe. Uh, and I'm thinking of trying to do it all with like stupid vocal sounds. If anyone has any suggestions for what song to do uh, with ukulele and vocal orchestra, please do. The, my best suggestion so far is uh, Milkshake by Kellis. If anyone has <laughs> anything better, please let me know. A uh, star trekking. Yes, yeah, star <laughs> trekking. Oh no! Now we'll do the UN national anthem. There we go. That'll, that'll cheer everyone up. <laughs> Will, how does it go? Come on. Uh, 
Uh, Good stuff. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> I can do that. See, that's perfect. I can do that like yeah, beatbox yeah, yeah, it's actually uh, one of the earliest uh, drone um, pieces. Wow. I mean, that's so, like, crosses all boundaries. Yeah, I mean, exactly. surely that's why the UN is just... It's, it's so... I mean, no, the, everyone's included. Well, not much longer left. Uh, where, where can people... Come and see you, <laughs> rather than um, see you. Where can people come and see me? Oh, I am doing some things in Cambridge soon for the Science Festival. 16th of March, I am doing uh, a science lady sing-along <laughs> with oh, science no. demos and more, sing-along science. More bad puns. Uh, which is going to be amazing. It's a science lady sing-along. It's going to be super fun. It's the first one that has ever, ever happened, and maybe the last, so catch it while you can. We're also doing Festival of the Spoken Nerd that night at the Union Society, and tickets are available now. I think they're ludicrously cheap, six or four pounds or something. So. Yeah, 16th so, of March. Will, will, uh, there, will there be Rubik's Cube there will almost certainly be Rubik's Silver Cube Silver so yeah that thing will there yeah. be fire oh possibly depends possibly. depends whether we fill in the risk assessment, risk assessment. <laughs> but yeah come and join us at uh, festivalofthespeckandnerd.com or my website is helenani.com has all my songs on and things like that okay and uh, you can of course uh, get all the past shows on our website or all, all once I catch up on putting them into the podcast yes which is available from sciencefiction.co.uk thank you for listening Treat me insignificantly Name a tabloid after me Synonymous with paparazzi Just a backdrop for Brian Cox on TV Since Edwin Hubble it's never been the same Those pictures of other stars pushed me out the frame You never even gave me a proper name Like Alpha Centauri Epsilon Tori, Delta Libre, HR2948, or Kevin. You've achieved nuclear fusion, oh well done. Made some helium from a little hydrogen. Well every second I do that to 600 million tons. If I was Marilyn Monroe, you'd be Stacy Solomon. You should have stopped at Copernicus. Center of your universe You say I'm just an average ball of gas I say you're talking out of Uranus 1.4 million kilometers That's my diameter Tell me seriously with those parameters Have you ever tried to put a hat on there? Hip, 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 hooray I'll be a red giant one day And your earth will go up in flames But in the meantime, please join my Facebook